Big news. The new Sprint LTE Plus network is faster than Verizon and AT&T based on analysis of a recent study by Nielsen. And to celebrate, we're inviting you to join Sprint for the biggest offer in U.S. wireless history. Switch to Sprint and save 50% on most Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile rates. Yep, you heard that right. No gimmicks, no tricks. You have Verizon 6 gigs for $60, 30 with Sprint. And if you have 15 gigs for $100 from AT&T, 50 with Sprint. Even if you have T-Mobile's 10 gigs for $80, we'll give it to you for 40 And we won't force you to watch video in low def. Oh, and one more thing. We'll even pay your switching fees up to $650 per line so you can switch to the Sprint LTE Plus network today. Visit a Sprint store at Sprint.com slash save 50%. Offer coverage not available everywhere for discounted phones. Excludes taxes, surcharges, roaming, and premium content. Subject to new line, $36 activation fee, credit valid for day. Plans may not be exact match. See website for eligible plans or offer end 1716 Exclusions and restrictions apply. Contract by audio reward card requires online registration. Blog Talk Radio.
niggas hate it. Yeah, yeah. never robbed them guns in the basement. Yeah, Out there, yeah. have a problem, could be my fragrance. Me, love, everyone to function, no fire. Burn the roof off this month of sight, what is ballin'. Go crazy like no other weed, steady blowin'. Pass the boy to my mama, runs in the family. But, poor, keep a nigga fiendin'. is a call-in advice show, all right? So, uh, you know, call in. Let me know what's going on in your brain, what, what like things you're, uh, you're spinning out of control about, all the uh, stupid things you've done this week. You're confused. You're not sure if uh, the guy's not responding to your text messages, your Facebook pokes, or your fucking whatever, uh, retweets. Whatever the fuck it is you're going through, I'm here to serve as your big sister, the big sister you never even knew that you wanted. And maybe you'll just let me, and I'm lucky enough, let me be like the cool older sister that all you and your friends jerk off to or whatever. Does that even make sense? Does that even make any sense? I don't even know. Anyway, you guys, it's been a long Wednesday. Uh, let's talk about it together. The telephone number is area code 646-378-0649. Once again, that's 646-378-0649. Um, you can also tweet me your questions if you're too much of a pussy to actually call in or just because it's the future. Why not? Why wouldn't you? You're out and about. You're at dinner. You uh, you see that I've asked you to tweet your questions into me on Twitter and you can't actually pick up a phone and call in. I don't blame you. Tweet me your questions then. And my Twitter info is as follows. At I'm Boy Crazy. The letter I, the letter M, B-O-Y-C-R-A-Z-Y. Also, I think that's enough. You have the telephone number. But it is the future. This is what I wanted to say. If for whatever reason you want to call me using Gmail or Skype, you can. You have more options. There are a million different ways to get here. All that's important is that you arrive at Boy Crazy Radio. Anyway, I'm going to get to the phone calls. We have a first phone call of the evening. It's very exciting. I'm in a very bizarre mood. I'll tell you all about it. I'll tell you all about my week. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm drinking lots of coffee right now, so I'll just spin out of control even more. Uh, and you'll be surprised. I can't solve my own problems, 
but you'll you'll be very surprised at how great I am at solving yours. Anyway, isn't it weird that it works that way? I know, me too. I can't believe it. Anyway, taking our first call, area code 386. What is area code 386? Where is that from? Hello? Hi. Hello, what's your name? How old are you? Where are you calling from? <laughs> I'm Holly. I'm 25, and I'm from Orlando, Florida. All right. We're talking, where's, oh, that's okay. That's the 386 area code. Is where in Florida? It's near Orlando. Near Orlando. Okay, cool. Yeah. Now, what's going on with you? Okay. So, I have, okay, I guess I'll give you the background of it. I kind of had a one-night stand, well, not kind of. I had a one-night stand this weekend, and uh, the guy, I didn't have any condoms, so we had to go out and buy condoms, but I did have one, and it was a magnum-sized condom, and I didn't want to approach the guy and be like, hey, this is the only condom I have in my house. So when we went out, we ended up go. he ended up buying magnum condoms, and so now I'm stuck with three magnum condoms, and I don't know how to approach another guy and being like, hey, these are the only ones I have, or if I should ever, like... <laughs> Oh, well, okay, so you're just worried, so you're like, you know, you're happily relieved, you had sex with a dude who had a big private all along, so that's totally awesome, yeah, and now you're totally just, fine, I just don't know what to do with all these extra condoms, because I don't know well, how, I don't want to keep accumulating these things. Well, this is, <laughs> l- lucky you, I mean, god damn, this is like you're just calling in to brag. Okay, here's the thing, no. you hide, listen, you hide the magnum condoms in your underwear drawer, or in that special yeah. wooden box, Next to your bed where you keep all your weird whatever the fuck you have, whether it's lubricant or everything's uh, always hidden. And I'm just like, oh, no, I don't have any condoms. I'm sorry. We have to go get some. So well, first of all, I think uh, all like guys should always be prepared, but they aren't, which is annoying. But guys should always be the ones to uh, to bring, you know, the condom that best suits their fucking penis uh, along to, yeah. the, you know, with them on the date. So it's not your responsibility to, to have condoms. However, you're a modern woman, and you should fucking cover your ass. Here's what I think you should do. Pretend the magnums don't exist. Save those for a special day when, when God looks down on you and, and is, uh, and is <laughs> you know, going to grant you the... Consistently to have someone to uh, use them with. <laughs> exactly. And what you should do is race out to where whatever you have out there, you know, Walgreens, CVS, Dwayne Reed, uh, Target, whatever, and get Lifestyle's ultra-thin condoms because those are great oh, no, for I usually I usually have some in my house I mean it's totally fine I just didn't have any and I'm just like the only one I did have was this and I was like I don't I didn't I've said something to someone before like oh hey this is the only one I have left and they felt super bad because they couldn't wear it and I'm just wondering like if there was a way to approach someone like that <laughs> I say just first of all okay here's 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 all you, all you need to know this, a pray that the guy brings condoms, and if he doesn't, and all you have are magnets, don't just don't don't only have magnets. Buy some other normal size yeah. stick, whatever. You call buy the regular. Uh, oh my god! You buy the regular ones that can fit so, everybody. Yeah. Yes, you know, and buy those, and that way you don't have to go. Oh, actually, one time I was having sex with a guy, or before we were about to have sex, the condom thing had to happen. Um, he needed a condom. And I had this, like, oh, God, I, I don't know what they were. They were some kind of, they weren't magnums, but they were, like, this, uh, they weren't super, they weren't magnums. They were, like, fuck, what were they? 
I can't remember what they were, but they weren't even magnums. And I just remember him putting them on his, his private and him being like, fuck, this is like a trash bag on my dick. And I was like, <laughs> and, he, and, he, and, he, and he didn't even have a small private. He, it was, but they were like, yeah. it was like this, it was like this orange container. I think there are Trojans or lifestyles. I'm not helping, but anyway. I, they're all life- shaped differently, and you just never know. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so just don't worry. Just, yeah, fucking hide the magnums until you until you know for sure the dude needs them and he already uses them, and then just, you know, okay. have the other ones on. Or else you're just being right. rude and, and going to hurt some guy's feelings. But, yeah, I but know, and I don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. And the, but luckily, you're, you're having a wonderful life, and that's all that matters. Everything's fine. These are highbrow, non-problem problems that I can totally appreciate because I'm a white girl who lives in Los Angeles who's been through it who can totally uh, commiserate with you. Uh-oh, area code 352. What's this one going to be all about? Area code 352? Hi. Hello, what's your name? How old are you? Where are you calling from? Uh, my name is Reva. I'm 25, and I'm calling from Tallahassee, Florida. Oh, my God, two Floridian phone calls? This is so exciting. What's happening with you? Nothing. I just was uh, browsing Twitter, and I saw the uh, most embarrassing thing you've ever done while drunk question, and oh, yes. I have to yes. say... Oh, I, for- I-, I forgot to mention <laughs> everybody listening. That's the question of the evening. I'm going to try to have topics every week now, and that's that's the side question. If, you, anybody, if anybody out there is going through anything, yes, always call in Boy Crazy Radio with your problem, but... There's always going to be a special, specific topic where I want you to call in and just, like, tell me a little bit, like, a story about your life. And tonight's question is, I want to hear the most embarrassing things you've ever done while drunk. So, what, so what was your, what's your embarrassing drunk story? Well, my embarrassing drunk story is going to the karaoke bar and throwing up all over not only my bed and my roommates, but the boy that I was seeing for not long enough for something like that to happen. Oh, oh, there's too many. But anyways, this is the most embarrassing one that I can remember at the time. And um, anyway, so I threw up all over my boyfriend that I was only dating for like a month or so. And not only that, but I woke up in the morning with obviously throw up all over myself and my hair and I had to go to work where I worked as a receptionist at the hair at a hair salon and just like a complete mess. Oh, anyways. <laughs> but, you, but you got through how 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 long ago is that? It was over a year ago. I mean I'm still dating the guy, so obviously he's a keeper, but um it was over a year ago and I, I just like was so embarrassed because I liked him so much and I just thought like God, he's just gonna such a mess and you know, like, whatever, but obviously he likes me enough to stay with me after I threw up all over him, um, while drunk. <laughs> but you got the worst, you got the worst out of the way, and he can still love you after that, but can you love him? Yeah, I was kind of like, no, he could vomit all over me, I don't care, I don't care about that kind of thing, but whatever. <laughs> oh my god, well thank you for sharing a really uh, intimate, embarrassing story with me. Oh, yeah, it was very intimate. Uh, thank you for accepting my call. Bye. Oh, of course. What a, what a pleasant uh, uh, back and forth that was. Uh, Erica 201. Hi, Alexi. Oh, my goodness. Yes, who's this? What's your name? How old are you? Where are you calling from? My name is Todd, and I'm 25 years old. I'm from a New Jersey suburb called Ridgewood. It's North Jersey, near New York. 
nobody's ever heard of it, but I just want to give you some context. Um, I'm sorry if I'm not very articulate. I'm kind of nervous calling in. I'm not particularly good on phones, and I'm not particularly good talking to people. I've never really listened to your show before, um, but um, I am kind of familiar with you and some of the videos you've put online. I don't know what percent of your show is just kind of like pathetic guys calling in asking you to fix their lives. Like, is that is that like a thing? I'd like I'd like it to be a higher percentage. You would like a higher percentage. That's good. Yeah. I mean, that'd be most good for what we're doing right now. Exactly. But, I'm hoping that we could do, like, well, two things. I mean, number one, and tell me if this is doable, I was hoping you could audit my OkCupid okay profile. Can, do you have, like, a computer in front of you? Can you do that on there? Oh, Why? I would love to. How do I get there? How do okay. I get there? I'm going to tell you, and this, you know, this is for everybody, the whole audience. You know, we could all look at it, and, you know, please feel free to send me any messages. Um, okay, how do, I, do, how do I get there? I'm typing in OkCupid. Okay Right. Um, my profile is anxious loser. One word. Anxious loser. We've already hit our first problem. Uh, well, that, that, can't, mean, that can't be your name. All right. So I mean, you know, let's let's get there and let's look at it. Okay, hold on. So, anxious loser. I'm embarrassed that I might not know how to spell anxious. Okay, here we got to we got to find this. Hold on. Wait, how do I even get there? I wish you would just um, email it to me. I I don't know your email. <laughs> How do, you, how do you spell this? A N X. What's the rest of it? I'm getting all my U's and O's and I's and potentially confused. Tell me. Spell it out for me. A N X I O U S. Loser. One word. Got it. Oh, it says I can't. I, I can't find it. Okay. Hang on. I'm, I'm going to tell you how to get there. I'm going to tell you exactly. I'm going to. I'm going to need you. Just email it to me at Boy Crazy Alexi right now, and I'll check my email. Just do. Just email me the link to your page, and we'll get there. Okay. Uh, I'm going to do that. Hang on. Sorry. All right. Um, Sorry, this is dead air. What's, this is, what's this it's is not, not what dead air? Want. What's what's the most embarrassing thing you've ever done when you're drunk? I don't drink. Well, that's totally good. sober. Totally sober, twenty five? And this yeah. isn't a prank call? No, this is not a prank call. I'm I'm sorry if oh. I'm giving off prank call vibes. It's like I said, I'm just kind of nervous. Totally so believe fine. Me, are you bi- are you bisexual? No, I'm I'm not. Do I do I give up that vibe? Maybe a bit of that vibe, but that's okay because I've dated people with uh, very effeminate uh, voices, and you don't have a. You, you, and I've I've dated. Believe me, men it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't bother me if I did or not. It's not something I'm worried about. I'm sorry. What's your oh, email? Yeah. You you shouldn't be. It's boycrazyalexi at gmail dot com. Boycrazy. Alexi. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait to get your email. You stay on the line, and I'm gonna talk about a really embarrassing story from when I got really drunk. And this is why. Uh, oh God. I remember many years ago, or not so many years ago, I went to. I had the opportunity to go to a big fun Hollywood party, and it was like an Emmy party. In fact, it was. It was an Emmy after party, and it was very exciting. And I went to a few of them, and I went to the. HBO Emmy party, and I went to some other Emmy party, blah, 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 you have to be schmackety, nobody cares, went to these things. Now, you know, I'm a girl, and I wanted to look cute in my dress, and I was excited about the night, and I wanted my stomach to be flat and perfect and not protrude, and, you know, I, I didn't want to look bloated in my dress or whatever, so I didn't eat very much that day, and I'm not saying that was a good decision, but we're women, and you girls out there know what I'm talking about, where, you know, I'm... I just barely ate anything all day out of excitement and just wanting to look cute over being hungry or whatever. 
So I get to the first party, and because I'm not famous, and I feel like I don't belong there, and all these people are, like, all there who are well-known, and I'm just fucking, I'm just, like, drinking to hide, essentially. This is is many years ago. And by many years ago, last week. Just kidding, it wasn't last week, but uh, it really wasn't. And and I actually stopped drinking for years after this because I hate, I don't like being out of control. And, uh, you know, I've had a few of these types of moments in my life, but... um, this was the most recent, and it was and it was years ago. So I go to this party, and I'm drinking, and I get tipsy. And you know when you want to get when you're drunk and you're, or you're tipsy, and you want to just maintain that level of drunk. You're having such a good time; it's so fun, and and suddenly you're secure, and you know, and you're charming, and everything's great. And you can exist amongst all these other people that you were just very insecure to exist amongst uh, only 45 minutes prior. So I keep drinking, and I went with like a like a, a person I work with, like a business thing. And he had a reason to be there. And so I was just his date. He was just my friend. And he left because he had to go home to his uh, to his family. And uh, his work was done and he wasn't drinking. And meanwhile, I was single and running around and having a blast and dancing with various people and running into people I knew. And uh, so I get to the point where I have that, you know, I'm, I see Robert Pattinson. I see Robert Pattinson. Oh God, where is the story going? I don't know. It was very. It was a long time ago. Um, I see Robert Pattinson, and I'm just saying, thinking to myself, and I see somebody else, some other actor guy, and he just started dating some actor girl, actress woman, and and uh, I had all these feelings about it, but I wanted to be charming, and I wanted to, uh, you know, be an equal and not a fan. It was just all bizarre. Like I just shouldn't have been there, and I, I, I wasn't secure enough to be in this situation. So I go up to the to the actor guy that I think is attractive who's dating this girl, and I said something all obnoxious and, and said something along the lines of, you know, how long do you think uh, how long do you think your relationship's going to last? And he was like, well, hopefully till November. And it was like the day before November or something. So whatever. Everybody was drunk at this crazy party. Uh, again, I, I see Robert Pattinson, and like he's wasted, I think, or whatever, and everybody was. There was like this crazy weird back room where the party went from one party to one party to another party till there's like just a few, like a, it seemed like all of Hollywood and me were in this tiny room in the back room of some weird bar, uh, like, and everybody's fucked up and wasted. And I'm like dancing with Craig Robinson from The Office, and I don't know why that's happening, and we may or may not have made out. I don't know why that happened. Anyway, it's okay. And then I, I think I like whisper in Robert Pattinson's ear, I just have to know, are you single? And he shook his head and he goes, No, I'm not single. And I was like, Okay. That's all I needed to know because I don't mess around with guys with girlfriends or wives or anything. And then, you know, everything's fine. I'm realizing that everybody is wasted. And I'm really also realizing how terrifying the idea is that all of Hollywood, agents, managers, producers, directors, like so, like whatever, fucking celebrities, stars, whatever the fuck you want to call them, they, it's bizarre how actual, how small that world is and that like, the majority of them can all fit into one you know, establishment that there was parties for events like the Emmys. It was just kind of scary because it's like, you know, somebody could ruin their whole career by doing some weird thing at a party like this or whatever. Thankfully, you know, I could just slip into the shadows. Nobody knows who I am. Uh, anyway, so that's totally fine. But if I keep drinking, oh, God, I kept drinking, and I had that la- one drink too many, that one drink that's just fucking all of a sudden you're like, you're about to black out. My stomach is weird, and I and I'm, luckily I'm leaving the party. And I hear this guy that I don't know very well go, 
Alexi, let us give you a ride. And I knew better, even in my fucking, you know, state of near unconsciousness. I knew, don't go with that guy. Like, don't go with that guy. I get in the cab. So I'm still pretty cool. I have some drunken banter. I've been silly. Luckily, I'm a girl. I can get away with things and some, you know, forward silly things uh, to attractive, well-known men at a party. And it didn't matter anyway because everybody was fucked up. And I wasn't vomiting on anybody at the party. At the party. And then, so I get into the cab. I get into the cab. Thank God. Get into the cab. And I completely black out. I get into the cab. I don't even know if I told them where I lived. I completely black out. This is terrifying. And this is where the story gets even, it's already embarrassing and, and like cringeworthy. But this is where it gets terrifying because, and this is why I stopped drinking for years after this happened. I had no boyfriend. I, nobody knew where I was. I'm all alone. I'm blacked out. Um, and I did this to myself. And I just put myself into the situation where it's like, oh, my God, anything could have happened. And it did. Uh, well, so I, I black out. I come to a bit. And I, I hear another voice in the cab. I hear a woman going, here, sweetie, here, like, here's, here's, here's the money from, from my part of the ride. So I guess there's a woman, another woman in the cab that, you know, split the ride with me. So she gives me money. I black out again. Because, you know, when you black out, it's just either fragments you remember. You come in and out of consciousness. I, I, I wake up again, and now I'm sitting on the curb. I'm sitting on the curb somewhere in West Hollywood, and the cab driver is yelling at me. He's yelling at me, and he's yelling at me because I vomited in his taxi cab. So I'm alone. I'm sitting on a corner. A taxi cab driver is totally pissed off and annoyed with, annoyed with me, yelling at me. He doesn't know where I live. I think he's asking me where I live. I can't remember where I live. I black out again. Mid, mid being yelled at by this taxi cab guy, I, I come to. I'm sitting on the curb alone where I was before, except now I have no cell phone. The cab driver is gone. And it's just me. And I'm wearing like a, stra- I'm wearing like a strapless short dress with heels. I never wear heels. I'm 5'11". I don't need heels, but I wore heels because sometimes you just have to wear heels out and about because other girls who are 5'11 at events like this are wearing heels. Anyway, so now I take, I, I, I'm, I'm coming in and out of consciousness. Everything's hazy. It's like everything's, I'm like, you know, everything's blurry. I can barely see, but I, I'm not blocking out anymore, but it's blurry. And I'm holding my heels, and I don't have my ID. I don't have, I have nothing. I don't even, I, don't, I have nothing. I've, I, and I, and I, I, luckily, I think I have my keys. I don't know. I have my keys, maybe. I don't know how I lucked out. And I managed to walk from, from some corner in West Hollywood to my house and I made it and I passed out and I woke up feeling so horrible because for so many reasons, I had appointments the next day. I'm a fuck. I was a fucking idiot. I was really self-conscious. I drank too much to fit in and you know, that's a recipe for disaster. I hadn't eaten enough food. I vomited in somebody's cab. I, I thought, fuck a million other horrible things could have happened. I could have been raped, murdered, robbed, beaten up, killed, whatever, whatever the fuck. And I didn't drink for many, many, many years, and I've never gotten that out of control again, except for recently I was with my boyfriend. Luckily I was with him, and I hadn't eaten enough either, and I had too many vodka sodas, and I'm a lightweight. And, uh, but that was more silly, and luckily I was with him. But 
never do I just like go rage by myself anymore ever and I don't go places if I don't feel secure enough emotionally to go and I eat before I'm going to drink and I haven't told that story ever to anybody except for my best friend my best male friend because I was so ashamed that I did that I'm just so ashamed so that's something embarrassing that happened when I was drunk but I have a million other stories actually um, now as I think about it, but they're more sexual. They're more fun sexual stories. All right, I'm going to get back to Todd. Todd, that was a very long story I told about being drunk. So where is, uh, oh, here it is, OK Cupid's profile. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hi. Oh, you're cute. I see your photo. It looks like you're looking right at me. Thanks. Yeah, I'm staring, staring right into my MacBook camera there. Uh, uh, okay, let me see. Now, let me read this. Now, everybody, if you're single and you live uh, in Ridgewood, New Jersey, or anywhere close to there, or you're willing to drive, you know, I, I am in a long-distance relationship, so if I can do it, you can do it. There's a guy named uh, Todd, who, is, yes. who uh, uh, he's on, he's on OKCupid, OKCupid.com forward slash profile forward slash anxious loser. Now, Todd, first off, I'm going to go through it. Um, I, don't, I know it's self-deprecating, and self-deprecation can be cool and whatever and but I don't like that you're saying anxious loser I mean I get it it's kind of funny but at the same time it's like I don't want to be dating anybody who refers to himself as a loser like I don't want to refer to I don't want to date a guy that I would refer to as a loser behind his back let alone you fucking straight up calling yourself a loser but okay you're young it's fine for now you can always change that uh you're 25 you're male single straight Richard New Jersey my self-summary, weak and alone and annoying. Well, all right. Zero ambition, absolute shit. I'm going to scroll down to see if, like, there's some kind of weird thing where a pie pops out of the, the computer screen and pops me a... No, I, I promise. I've been on this website for, like, over a year now. This is how it's been. I, this, this is not going to be, like, a big joke out in you. Like, this is, you know... I, I no, know, no, I know. I know the vibe I'm giving off, but... I know. I'm just saying, okay, so drugs never, that's... Cool. Oh, you see, you don't drink or do drugs? No. That's fantastic. No, I really, I really appreciate that you're five eight. Well, I'm five eleven, so it's never gonna work between us. So that's okay. Um, no, you're five eight. It will never work between us. I don't know. I'm dating a guy who's uh, five four, but that's. <laughs> just kidding. See, so um, so why are you discounting the five eight? No, I'm just fucking around. No, he's not. He's like five nine or five ten or something. I don't even know. I used to date guys who were like really short all the time, and five eight is not even short. What am I doing with my life? Okay, so you don't have an answer for that. Um, I'm really good at. What, is that, what does N-A stand for again? Not applicable. Okay. Well, what are you doing with your life? Um, right now, I am a student. I've dropped out of school a couple of times. Um, I do have an anxiety disorder. That's not a joke. Um, but it's something I'm working on, continue to work on. Um, I'm a women's and gender studies major there, and um, I'm sort of about to finish, but... Um, I mean, like, in theory, I'm in my senior year, but I feel like I've been in my senior year for several years. <laughs> um, so that's what I'm doing now full-time. Okay, well, why don't, why don't we just leave with that, what I'm doing with my life. I'm a student. I major in gender studies, blah, blah. I'm really good at – what are you really good at, reading? I don't know. I mean, I, I have... you know, I'm just a guy, right? I don't know. I mean, I'm not really good at anything. <laughs> That's not true. That's not, I mean, come on. You're really good at um, just make a joke. I don't know. Just um, Or how about looking forward to finding out? That's a good answer. I mean, yeah, but, like, I don't know. The thing is, like, you know, what I wanted to avoid was, like, you know, I feel like when you make a dating profile or whatever, you're really prone to just, like, self-mythology. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's presenting this um, 
again, this very self-mythologized version of themselves. And I think it, you know, is kind of problematic. Like, you know, I have baggage. Like, it's real. And I feel like I want anyone that is going to want to deal with me or whatever, I feel like I want to be upfront about that. So, I mean, you know, I try to present it in a way that's humorous. I mean, obviously, the profile isn't very taking itself seriously, but I am using it earnestly. You know what I mean? Like... Um, all right, hold on. I, spend, I, I get that. You could you could say all the shit you're saying right now, or you could just go, this is ridiculous, never done this, uh, this makes me uncomfortable, why don't you wait till you meet me, I don't know what I'm really good at, what are you really good at, how dare you? I mean, that's how I would fill it out. I, the first things people usually notice about me, privilege, okay, blah, 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 you ask me stack me favorite books, movies, okay, uh, six things I could never do without internet dating and anime, okay, that's funny. I spend a lot of time thinking about dying, all right, why not, okay. On a typical Friday night, I am no. <laughs> the private, the most private thing I'm willing to admit, humiliation trilogy, degradation trifecta. Scary. Those are just um, three looking... internet presences I have. It's like a SoundCloud and a Tumblr and a YouTube channel. I mean, you could check them out in your own free time, but. Um, you should message you know. me if sorry for, for clicking your profile. Listen, I don't know about any of this. You, you don't seem very confident, but it's okay. You're self-deprecating. You're silly. You're making jokes. You look like you're kind of gothic, which is cool, so it all works. But the bottom line is it doesn't matter what your profile looks like. You're handsome. So I think you're going to be – has anybody clicked on it? Have you, have you gone on any dates? I've gone on three dates um, over the course oh. of, like, a year and a half. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know if I would call them dates. I don't know if they would call them dates. I guess. <laughs> um, none of them, and I like. I always had a nice time on all. Th- like all three of the girls were very nice and very sweet, um, but they always kind of fizzled out, you know, over a course of weeks or whatever. Like my big fear with online dating is that like I'm just going to be this overbearing creep that's like not getting the hint when I keep calling them and like inviting them out. You know what I mean? Like. I just don't want to be this, like, terrible guy that they met online, and they're just like, oh, this guy won't leave me alone, Jesus Christ. Like, that's my no, big side with online dating. I think you're thinking too much. Just let it go with the flow. Like, like you seem very handsome. You you think a lot, which is great. I do the same thing. But it can also be really exhausting for you, because I know it's very exhausting for me when I overthink every little detail of everything. It just means you're really smart, and, you, and your brain works really fast, but it's kind of like a... a a blessing and a curse. So just like, just breathe. Maybe change some of your the things you wrote. Maybe just change it up a little bit. Even and add some more photos and try to be a little bit less self-deprecating because I know that like that'll work in the to meet maybe the girl you want to meet. Maybe that's the kind of girl you want to meet who's who's into a guy who is un, who who comes across unsure of himself and and like sarcastic. But like hopefully as you progress and you grow up you'll be more sure of yourself and you can just be completely honest. And it would be fun to see what you, if you just like were super honest and not just making a bunch of jokes that are kind of almost not jokes on your profile thing. Just, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like write, write down the movies and the books and the shows you like, great. But like, I don't know, write that you're, what you're studying and say like, you know, you can, I don't know. You can say I have the, you know, I want to be really sarcastic and make a bunch of jokes, but this is, who I am, or this is what I think, this is what I deal with, or I go through. I don't know. I just need more. I don't know. I, mean, I don't. Like, I used to. I'm sorry for interrupting. I used no, to. Um, 
have that I was studying women's and gender studies as, like, one of the things about me, right? Except, like, it felt kind of fucked up. Like, it felt like I was using, like, feminism as a tool to, like, try and get laid on the internet. And, like, it didn't sit right with me, you know what I mean? Like, it's not what I was trying to do, obviously. I was just trying to, you know, point out a detail of my life, something that I'm actually doing. But, like, I don't know. It didn't sit right with me. Like, so write that out. Write that out. I would do that. I would go. I'm studying gender studies, women's gender studies. No, I'm not using this as a tool to blah 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 yakety schmackety. Just fucking be super honest and then be self-aware and make your jokes self-aware jokes. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. if you're gonna. That's how I write. You know, like you should just because you pay attention to everything. So if you write something and you already assume how somebody is gonna interpret it, then write that out too, and that way. You know, you're being yourself, you're overanalyzing everything, you're calling yourself out before someone else has a chance to, and just, like, but I like your your profile. You can just have more fun with it and just fuck hey. around with it more, and then you're all good. But, like, you're vegan, you don't smoke, you are a very, you seem like a very specific guy, so you're probably not going to meet a gazillion girls that are perfect for you, because... Yeah, I'm pretty you know, specific. I mean, like, I feel like I have no right to be so specific, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, you do, you, you, you Yes, you do. What do you mean you have no right to be so specific? I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I'm not really worth dating. I mean, like, the other thing about me that's not on this profile is I also live with my parents. Like, I'm 25 years old and I live with my parents. It's because I'm going to school and I'm trying to finish. But still, like, I'm pretty undateable yeah. because of that. Don't you think? No, you're not un- You're not undateable. Leave the fact that you live with your parents off. Just say what kind of girl you want to meet. Put some more photos up. Uh... Get, reveal a little bit more about yourself and try to take out. Oh God, what else can you take out? Listen, if somebody loves you, likes you already after you admit that you're vegan, uh, you're five eight and you don't drink, you're fine. You're doing great. What are you doing? With, fill in the what you're doing with your life stuff. Just become try to be a human being because I think in general, um, oh God, in general, doing this whole profile is gonna like. God, I can't even explain what I want to say. I've had so much caffeine. I shouldn't have done the show tonight. This is crazy. Oh, okay. Hopefully filling out this online profile has made you look at your life and go, fuck, I, I, I got to not live with my parents for, for too much longer. Yes, true, you're only living with them because you're going to school. So that's all fine and good. But you're using this as like an excuse to look at your life and kind of like assess who you are. And so... I don't know. I don't want you to be so sarcastic. Just try to be more straightforward and, 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 and give the best impression of yourself you possibly can without fucking around so much on this thing, you know? Yeah. And if, some, if somebody responds to you, then don't just, like, you know, go with the flow. Go on a date with them. Follow up with a phone call or a text message. Don't text a gazillion times. If they text back, don't overanalyze it and, and think that you're going to be a stalker if you reply to their reply text. Like, just fucking go with the flow. Like, you're really handsome and you're thinking a lot about stuff, and that's a wonderful thing. But don't be too mean to yourself. Like, be a little bit nicer and, and less harsh on yourself, you know? But I like your profile yeah. only mainly because you're you're so handsome. But I hope that helps at all. No, it, it does. You know, it's good. I don't want to monopolize too much of your show here, but I could. T- can I tell you a little about somebody I met off here? Not, like, specifics, but just, like, a, a scenario? It's okay well, if uh, you cut me off. It, it's your call. It's your show. Like I said, I'm not I'm trying putting, to I'm putting you on hold. I'm taking you on your phone call really quick, but I would love to hear that kind of story. But I want to hear other embarrassing stories about people getting drunk. Uh, area code 781. 781, yeah. Yeah, what's your name? How old are you? Where are you calling from? Uh, Tom. Uh, uh, from Marblehead. 
What can I do for you tonight? What's happening? I'm just getting drunk. <laughs> well, great. This could be your embarrassing story of the night. What's so? Uh, what what brings you to Boy Crazy Radio? Uh, I've been a fan for a while. Um, just uh, I did. I, I didn't even think this. <laughs> I didn't even think this was going to go through. I was listening to the other call. I was like, all of a sudden, it's like seven eight one. It's like what? <laughs> Well, you're getting drunk. How old are you? Uh, 51. You're 51? You mean you said your name was Tom? Yeah. I'm just making sure I'm getting it all together. Well, do you, are, you, are you going through something, or were you going to tell me uh, one of your worst drunken stories ever? Um, no, I was just actually listening to the show. Was, you know, I, I didn't know that I was in queue. <laughs> all right, well... Can you tell me an embarrassing story of anything crazy that happened to you when you got super drunk? Like the most humiliating, horrible thing ever? Oh, God. Yes. Tell me. Um, totally drunk. Staying at my girlfriend's house because I was drunk. Had to go to the bathroom and passed out on the bowl. Oh, and she found you? No, her mother found me. How old were you? Uh, 18. Oh, that's okay. Well, you know, that wasn't meant to last anyway, and you're supposed to be getting drunk and doing weird things at, at that time in your life anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No ah. regrets. No, no regrets. regrets Thank you for calling, Tom. Oh, my goodness. God. Um, I've not left the Boy Crazy Radio Studios all day. And by Boy Crazy Radio Studios, I mean my apartment, because that's where I broadcast Boy Crazy Radio from. Um, I had such a bizarre week. I don't really talk to my father. I'm just going all over the place right now. We'll, we'll get back to drunken stories and phone calls and people calling in in a bit. But um, this week was like, so I don't get along with my dad super well. And uh, we, we talk and then we don't talk for a long time. And it's just like, you know, he can just be kind of exhausting and uh, and at times toxic where I just feel like my life is just easier and happier if I if he's not in my life. But he's older and he's older than my mom. And so, you know, if he calls me, I'm always gonna pick up the phone because I'm you know, I if any yeah, you know, I wanna be ready in case anything is if he's sick or anything bad happens, like I'm completely gonna be there for him. But I hadn't talked to him for a while. We'd gotten in a fight and um and then he calls me the other day and he's like, This is it man. This is it. Uh, I'm getting surgery. I'm going to die. We can say goodbye at the hospital, but I need you to give me a ride to the hospital on Monday because uh, this is it. This is the end. And I was like, I was like, oh, my God. No. Why? What is it? Why? What's my, of course, I'll be there, Daddy. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Um, what's the surgery? And he's like, I can't tell you. And I was like, oh, my God, just tell me. Just tell me. Like, please. And, uh, and he goes, I'm having a hernia surgery or surgery for my hernia or whatever, which is like super common and not that big of a deal. I mean, it is a big deal, but it's like, I don't know. He's not having a heart transplant. So I was like, okay, okay. You're having a hernia surgery. That's all right. And, uh, great. And then, uh, and so, oh my God, it's just like, it's just a nightmare. But then, uh, and I took him to the hospital. I don't even know where the story is going. So, uh, and I was this whole debacle where, oh God, I might even get into it. But anyway, my father went through a surgery. I took him to the hospital. 
He was in a miserable mood because he was in pain, and that's totally, I get that. He got mad at me because I didn't park close enough to the elevator for him, or I didn't park where he wanted me to park. That's all fine and good. We got through that. Took him to the hospital, and, uh, you know, holding his hand, and I'm glad I was there because, you know, it's a scary thing for anybody to get surgery, and I want him to know that even if we don't get along so great all the time, of course I'm going to be with him when he's when he needs someone because he has no one else, you know. Oh, and that was something that I dealt with that I thought was, like, annoying. Uh, I asked I asked my mom for help, and, uh, you know, my parents were never married. They split up when I was six years old. They had their own fucking dysfunctional, toxic relationship because, you know, obviously it, it, didn't, it didn't work out. They broke up. But... The funny thing is I, I was just like, Jesus Christ, and I'm like a grown woman. I'm, I'm living my life. I don't get along with my dad, but of course I'm going to help him if he needs someone. So, like, the idea of my old dad, just like, because he's older than my mom. He's like 80 years old, so he's like, you know, about 20 years older than my mom. And, uh, God, oh, my God, over 20 years older, maybe 25 years older than my mom. So and I, and I always grew up with a lot of anxiety and kind of like stress because of that thinking, Oh my God, my dad's so much older than all the other kids' parents, you know, the, all the other dads are at my, he's so much older than all the other dads that go to my school um, or, you know, parents of my friends at school anyway. So, you know, I, I, and I had a million things to do this day he got surgery. And so of course that's what happens. Like the day that you have a million things to do, there, you have to deal with something really traumatic and intense and family-oriented that's emotional and like, oh, you can't get out of it. So I had to figure out, oh, my God, how am I going to go to these things that I need to go on, these meetings and these whatever I had that were work things, which is how I make money. How am I going to go do those things because I need to make a living still. I can't get out of things sometimes. As hard as I tried, I couldn't move stuff around. How do I get into the hospital, leave while he has his surgery, make sure the doctors will check in with me when he's done, and then go pick him up after. And I managed to do all of that, And uh, but it was just one of those days where, you know, everything falls on the same day, you can't cancel anything, and you just have to fucking race to get all of it done. Um, but I was frustrated because I asked my mom for help, and, you know, she doesn't really want to help. You know, he's they don't get along at all, and he's he can be very mean, and and uh, and she doesn't want to be near that. But it was like, and I understand that, but at the same time, it's fucking frustrating because. And eventually, she did offer help, but I had already had it all sorted out, and it was easier to do all this shit myself. But it's like, I didn't ask to fucking be born. These two fucking maniacs come together, they have sex, they have a fucked up relationship, they have me, I pop out of her vagina. And then I'm just left to deal with the fucking crazy dad that she ran away from. <laughs> like, Jesus fucking Christ. It's just funny. And it's like, you know, I think that other people's families are like families on television. And I know that's not true. I know that no family is like some wonderful, happy, well-oiled machine that's like, a you know, beautiful and perfect because there's no such thing as perfect. But it was just uh, interesting. It was like, it, it was, it was, uh, this was the first time I ever actually reached out for help like with my dad because I don't I usually just put it all on me like if he ever needs anything even if I don't want to be around him and he drives me crazy and and he makes me want to pull my hair out or, or like whatever you know the idea of him being alone and stranded just kills me it breaks my heart so but 
and I never usually ask anybody for help because usually I just I, I I don't think anybody is there to help me. I don't I don't even think I'm allowed to ask my mom to help with her ex boyfriend or whatever my dad was to her. So this was a big deal. This is the first time I ever actually reached out for help, and and uh, and uh, even though I I ended up not needing my mom, she did say that she would help, and my aunt, my my uncle's wife would help too. So now I feel I don't know why I'm fucking rambling telling these stories. It's a weird night for me. I've had tons of caffeine. I'm just giving you a blip into like dysfunctional home stuff and family stuff, but um. Yeah, it's so weird. I've always had, like, disjointed, dysfunctional kind of, you know, very far from perfect family. And so uh, I was just proud of myself for asking my mom. And I wasn't even really disappointed that she didn't want to help because I'm such a control. I mean, she she came through kind of at the end. But I'm such a control freak. It's usually just easier for me to do everything. Long story longer, she, my dad, uh, my dad is fine. He's totally, he's home, surgery went great. He's recovering. I went to his house the next day and I dropped off groceries for him. Everything's great. Um, yeah, and that's basically it. But what the fuck is my point? Maybe there is none. Maybe I just need to vent on my own fucking radio show where I give out advice. Maybe I just need to, to hear myself talk. Yeah, so what? Maybe I can just make you feel a little bit better about your life because you don't have these fucking kooky people um, as your parents. Anyway, I'm going to take another phone call. Actually, maybe... Who's this? You know what? The two, oh no, Todd and the Tom called. I would like to hear Todd's story about somebody he went on a date with. Hi, Todd, who did you want to date with? So tell me about this story from Match.com or OkCupid. Yeah, OkCupid. Well, you know, it's like I said, I've been on three, or I've been on several dates, but I've been out with three different girls from this website. I've gotten a handful of messages of people who, you know, were seems willing to do it, but, you know, either one of us chickened out or I didn't really feel like it. I live in the suburbs, but it's a train ride into the city, so, like, 99% of my matches are from New York, um, but it's, like, a hassle for me, and, like, so if I'm not really into somebody, it's just not worth it to me, and I just don't go, so, like, it's really rare that I'm willing to just, like, you know, kind of do it, so anyway, I've been out with three girls. The first two, they were both pleasant, but, like, I wasn't really into them at all. I should mention that um, I first registered on this website because I had gotten out of a long-term relationship that was pretty serious. And How long? It was, it was like two years. I mean, you know, it was like pretty long. Why did you guys? Why did you guys break up? Well, she broke up with me because, why? like, I wasn't really getting my life together, and like she was. Like, we were both kind of depressed or whatever, and we were both kind of like, you know, just being miserable and living this kind of like suburb New Jersey trash life and like you know like we we both enjoyed it for a while but like you know it kind of grew thin for her and she was kind of off to do bigger and better things she's doing well now but like we don't really talk anymore because you know like honestly it kind of stung you know <laughs> like a bummer she broke up with me so, so, what, so what happened what, what happened with the girl you kind of liked on OkCupid yeah, yeah, sorry, I'm I'm getting to that. So anyway, this girl that I like, she's the first girl that I actually, like, you know, have any romantic interest in since I had, uh, my girlfriend had broken up with me, you know, like, two years prior. So, like, it was kind of cool, you know, I was psyched. Um, because I did, I had, like, a little crush on this girl. So we went out twice, and we went out the first time, and I thought we had a really nice time. We walked around, um, 
it was a nice day. We got, like, some coffee or something. We walked around, and we went on this little hiking trail at night, and, like, it was just kind of, like, this cool little date-type thing. I don't know, you know, like, I'm hesitant to call it a date because I doubt she thought it was a date, and, like, I didn't want to, like, make it a date or whatever. But, like, you know, regardless, it was nice because I also don't really have a lot of friends. I had a couple friends, but they, you know, kind of moved away and everything. So I'm just, like, you know, this, like, lonely, depressed guy <laughs> living in the suburbs. So, you know, like, it didn't have to be a date. It was, like, cool. I was, like, you know, I was making a friend or whatever. But anyway, I had this little school like crush on her. She was really cool and everything. And it was kind of nice to have this crush on somebody. So anyway, like, we, we you know, we, we were friendly with one another and, we talk on the, our, you know, we send, like, each other lots of text messages and everything. And like I said, I'm super self-conscious about this because I don't want to be, like, overbearing, but she seemed to be the one initiating it more than I was because I'm, again, mm-hmm. you know, kind of really mindful of that. I'm sorry, there's a squeaking. I have a dog here that's squeaking a toy. I hope it's not. But tell me what, what happened with this girl. Tell me. <laughs> um, so anyway, we go on, like, you know, we hang out again and we get dinner and we go to this um, show. She's a musician, and she, you know, she plays at this little venue. And she played at this little venue with some. She was helping with some friends. It wasn't her band; it was her friend's band. And you know, okay, we, saw, we have um, like eight more minutes left of the show. What what happened with the girl? Can you still talk to her? I like her. <laughs> yeah, I like her, right? So we're we're still in contact. And then all of a sudden, she just stops contacting me. This was like a month and a half ago. And I figure, like, oh, you know, whatever. So I I go out of my way and I said, do you want to hang out? You know, and um, she says, yeah, I have this gallery opening. We're doing this thing. So she said, do you want to go to it? And I said, yeah. And anyway, she like ends up flaking out. And, you know, I I asked her the day of, I'm like, oh, what time do you want me to come pick you up or get there or whatever? And she She just doesn't She flaked out of her own? She flaked out of her own gallery opening? Yeah, she flaked. Well, I mean, she didn't flake out of it. I'm sure she went, but not with me. (laughs) 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 Is what I'm saying. Like, she flaked out on, like, you know, telling me, giving me the pertinent details. So, anyway, this was, like, a month ago. So, then what happens, like, three days ago, she sends me a text that I totally didn't expect, and I didn't even see it, that asked me if I was in town because she wanted to get some lunch or something. So, like, you know, I don't hold a grudge or whatever. Like, people do things for, you know, like, you know, maybe she was anxious. Maybe she had her own stuff going on. She seemed really busy. You know what I mean? Like, you know, people, it's fine that she, you know, I, I wasn't, like, bitter about it. So I was like, oh, yeah, sure. Like, you know, like, I, I missed her text, so I wasn't able to get okay, done to Okay, I, okay, we have five more minutes left the show. I don't know where this is going. Where, get to the gist of it. So, she, she, so follow up with the girl, well, right? But what, what, what happened, else are you going to tell me? What happened was she did it again. So then, then, I, then I told her, like, okay, well, we could get lunch this week or whatever. And then she just ignored it. Like, what's the deal with that? Like, well, I don't wait, know. Do you have any insight like, into that? I think, I think people are weird. You never know what's going on with people. She flaked on you once. You could have forgiven her. She flaked on you twice. She can get fucked. Like, she's going to have to work pretty hard to hang out with you again. And just, like, leave it. Go back on the online thing. Approach people at your school. Be, you know, talk to people. Don't overanalyze everything and spin out of control in your head and just, like, overthink everything. Just, like, breathe. Think of nothing. Just go with the flow and, like, start talking to people in front of you at school who, like, share your likes and, and interests and stuff and are, are studying the same thing you are, and, like, and that's all. But overall, you're really adorable and cute. I think what gets in your way is overanalyzing and doubting yourself. Um, I'm going to take one last call of the evening, area code 217. What area code is that? Where is that from? Champaign, Illinois. Champaign, Illinois? What's your name? How old are you? Where are you calling from? Oh, Champaign, Illinois. That's where you're calling from. Yes, ma'am. What's up? Uh, it's a it's a small town in um, Central Illinois. Exciting! I like it. Well, wait, what's your name and how old are you? Uh, twenty-seven. Uh, Andrew. 
Nothing. I just listen to your caller. He sounds like a pretty cool guy. He needs to, like, totally, you know, ditch those crazy, flaky women. I know. I think he's just, like, overanalyzing stuff, uh, you know, which is exhausting. Well, yeah, yeah, I really listen cute. to your story about, about Black Young and such. Yeah. I'm no stranger to that. Oh, really? What's your story? What's your, what's your ultimate horror, horror story when you're drunk? And I have, like, others, too, actually. Go on. So I was, I was at a Halloween party. And uh, I was super drunk going into it. I was dressed as Zorro. None of that has any relevance, but um, so I'm there. And um, this, like, girl, this, like, overweight girl with uh, dressed as Marilyn Monroe, so kind of like the anti-Marilyn, hands me this drink. And um, she's like, here, drink this, whatever. And so I was like, okay. So I, like, chugged this drink, and it's like some kind of cider, apple cider mixed with, it's like fall stuff, mixed with whiskey and some other stuff. <laughs> Next thing I know, I'm grinding on this girl all night, and then all of a sudden, I'm, like, walking home, pissed drunk, fall on my face probably about three times um, in the middle of the street. I uh, get up. I wake up with all these scars and bruises and such, and just a, and I'm like, did I just get roofied? Was was my thing I was asking. So I wasn't, like, that drunk, but the time I drank that, it was just like, that was like the switch, you know? What the fuck did you drink? That's what I want to know. I don't know if it was like, you know, some kind of like the girl slipped some of my drink or what, but I thought only guys did that, so. Oh, my God. And when was this? Was this, this, was this Halloween? There was a Halloween party when I was like my senior year of college. Oh, senior year of college. I thought this was like two weeks ago or something. Oh, my God. Well, I'm glad you're alive and you're okay. But you didn't even have sex, so maybe you wouldn't have been able to because your privates would have, would have been, you know, not there. You know, I... I think at that point, yeah, your your junk down below your like waist area is not functional. So. So is that exciting when a guy can is, can be really drunk and still have a hard on? That's exciting. Then that's like cool. I mean, for the guy. Well, oh, like, you you answer me that like well you you answer that question. That's I mean for a girl being I mean, drunk must be like awesome because you don't have to worry about getting whiskey dick. But. But that's why we should only drink vodka then, right? I, you know, <laughs> well, I don't know, like, what's the, you know, that's, that's an expression, though. So, like, what, like, yeah, for the guy, in, like, it's it's impossible. I'll tell you this from my perspective. It's, like, it doesn't work. Oh it's my not going to co- happen. I heard cocaine makes it so people can't have sex either. I don't do cocaine. I mean, I, I haven't. Uh, like, I can't say I've ever, uh, yeah, sorry. I can't say I've ever, yeah, been there, so I can't, um, I can't speak on that, but. Um. Yeah. Um. I I hear it makes you really excited and happy, and your like heart rate heartbeat is like going super fast. But I aside from that, I oh really don't God. know. Well, let's let, let's not make this a commercial for our paid advertisement for cocaine. Cocaine is bad. Don't do it. It's horrible. It ages you. It makes you in that case. It's the worst. I swear to God, I haven't done that since I was like I did that when I was like 16 or something, and I'm done. And I'm I'm 75 now, and I just you know, it just didn't. It's just not for me. Anyway, you guys, I'm gonna wrap up the show. I was a little bit all over the place family stuff and whatnot, too much caffeine, what can I say? I, I had so many other fucking crazy drunk stories to tell you, like the time I got really drunk at a party and I was uh, seated in between a, a, uh, a really cool, interesting director and a professional hockey player, and I was with my best platonic male friend, and I went, who should I flirt with? And he goes, who do you think? And he was referring to the hockey player because 
you know, I live in Los Angeles. When do I get to meet a Canadian hockey player? And yes, I may or may not have ended up in the, in the closet of the party having sex with a, with a, with a hockey player. Oh, not one of my proudest moments. It was super embarrassing, sloppy. Again, this was years ago or four months ago. No, I'm just kidding. It was years ago, and it was and somebody walked in on us while we were having sex. Maybe it doesn't count. It, it, was, it was like just a few. This, I don't even want to talk about it. Anyway, thank you very much for listening to uh, Boy Crazy Radio, sponsored by boycrazy.com. Tune in next Wednesday, same time, same place, uh, 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash I'm Boy Crazy. Listen to the live show. Follow me on Twitter at I'm Boy Crazy. Also follow me on Instagram at I'm Boy Crazy. And uh, I don't care what everyone else says about you. I love you. Sometimes I feel a little mad But don't you know that no one alive Can always be an angel When things go wrong I seem to be bad But I'm just a soul Whose intentions are good Oh Lord, please don't let me be misunderstood Big news. The new Sprint LTE Plus network is faster than Verizon and AT&T based on analysis of a recent study by Nielsen. And to celebrate, we're inviting you to join Sprint for the biggest offer in U.S. wireless history. Switch to Sprint and save 50% on most Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile rates. Yep, you heard that right. No gimmicks, no tricks. You have Verizon 6 gigs for $60, 30 with Sprint. And if you have 15 gigs for 100 bucks from AT&T, 50 with Sprint. Even if you have T-Mobile's 10 gigs for $80, we'll give it to you for 40 And we won't force you to watch video in low def. Oh, and one more thing. We'll even pay your switching fees up to $650 per line so you can switch to the Sprint LTE Plus network today. Visit a Sprint store at Sprint.com slash save 50%. Offer coverage not available everywhere for discounted phones. Excludes taxes, surcharges, roaming, and premium content. Subject to new line, $36 activation fee. Credit valid for in Plans may not be exact match. See website for eligible plans. Offer lands 1716 through 1818. Exclusions and restrictions apply. Contract by audio. Reward card requires online registration.